Hello and welcome to the Cycle New Forest podcast, covering issues, news and views on cycling in and around the New Forest in Hampshire. For more information, please visit the website www.cycle-newforest.co.uk. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the uh, Cycle New Forest podcast. It's been a while, but uh, yeah, it's good to kick things off for 2016. And to start us off in this episode, there's uh, a Belgian man, you might have heard of him, called Jeff, who's made it into the Guinness Book of Records by building the world's heaviest rideable bike. Yes, our cycling brethren over the channel have taken the cyclist's obsession with weight to a whole new level. And the bike, and uh, well, I say bike, it looks more like half a, a monster truck, weighs in at 860 kilos. It's over five meters long and two meters high. And to get the record, Jeff, who's the guy who built it, had to ride it 100 meters. And he managed it too. It's pretty amazing. It looks like the kind of bike that would work well in a new forest. It's not only got massive tyres that can go all over our wonderful gravel tracks, but it's also green and it looks suitably agricultural enough not to get you into trouble. However, the downside is that it probably doesn't take mudguards. Talking of mudguards, we are reaching that time of year when I look at my bike and then I look out the window and I wonder whether it's warm enough to de-winterize my bike. Now, I know that many of you will subscribe to the N plus one school of bike ownership, that of, you know, never having enough bikes. Perhaps you've got the old hack for winter, a carbon whippet for summer when it's not melting, because everybody knows that carbon melts in the rain, a cross bike for those cross races you've yet to enter, and a mountain bike for towing a child trailer though you've never got round to fitting that to the mountain bike yet. You know, I even know someone who bought a time trial bike on the cycle to work scheme. Or uh, is that the time trial to work scheme? Anyhow, for me, I've gone the other way. Yes, I've gone from two bikes to one bike. I know it's against all the rules, but there we are. The bike I currently ride, I guess, could best be described as a gravel bike. We'll leave the subject to gravel bikes for another episode. But I really like the bike. On the road, it feels just like a road bike, albeit not quite as twitchy. This has got a longer uh, wheelbase. And due to the larger clearances, I can run wider tyres, which means I can make use of the many gravel tracks that crisscross the New Forest, but more on that later on. However, currently, I have it set up with mudguards, which are great, especially in the dark, wet winter months. If you ever ride in a group, you know, maybe with your mates or part of the club ride, then you'll know only too well what a difference mudguards can make, especially when you're sat behind someone who does not have mudguards and you get a continuous stream of road grime, road kill, whatever in your face. So there is an argument, I think, for keeping mudguards on all through the year. But there is still a part of me that asks, is the weather warm enough to remove the mudguards and summarise my bike, so to speak? I guess it's the cycling equivalent of the changeover. You know that thing that some people do where their summer clothes are packed in the loft 
and once a predetermined date in the calendar is reached, down come the summer clothes and up go the winter clothes, despite the fact that it still might be snowing outside. So what do you do? Just let us know. Do you leave the mudguards on or do you have a collection, a smorgasbord of bikes to choose from so that's not an issue? And talking of spring, we have the Wiggle New Forest Spring Sportive coming up on the 9th and 10th of April. Yep, the Wiggle Sportives are now well established, well known and well liked in and around the New Forest. Well, well liked by most people. Being well organised and providing a great day out on the bike. Now this year, the Sportive will start and finish at the rather nice stately home Summerlee House, which is just outside Ringwood on the edge of the New Forest. Previous years have seen the event start and finish at Matchams Park, so this marks a big change in venue, kind of going up a level, I guess. No disrespect to Matchams Park, but uh, it wasn't a stately home. The Sportive itself features two routes, 67 mile standard route and the 84 mile epic route and both will take you on a circular tour of the New Forest National Park. And I think it's an ideal way to be introduced to cycling in the New Forest if you've not been here before. So if you're considering signing up for the event and have not been to the New Forest before, then go for it. It's a great event and hopefully it's gonna whet your appetite to come back and explore the New Forest at a later date because there is plenty more to explore. Now, those of you who are familiar with the New Forest will probably know that there are hundreds of miles of gravel tracks that crisscross the National Park. It's a familiar thing in, in forests. If you're up in the Lake District and you go to Grisdale Forest, you'll see the same kind of thing. Now, we're not talking about single track here, but these tracks are actually wide enough to take vehicles, such as a logging lorry. You know, after all, the New Forest is a working forest. Now, recently, there has been some discussion on Twitter about signs appearing which state that there is no access to cycle network. Sadly, the so-called cycle network leaves a lot to be desired in its current state. There are around 300 miles of gravel tracks in the New Forest, yet out of those 300 miles, only 100 miles are officially open to cyclists. The result of this is that whilst it is possible, to have a very pleasant ride in a big loop, it's not possible to go from one place to another without either using a road or having to take a very circuitous route first because you're not allowed to go down lots of gravel tracks which would take you there directly. So why, might you ask, are cyclists prevented from having full access to the gravel path network in the New Forest? It's a good question. It's a good question because horse riders, for example, are allowed to go wherever they wish in the New Forest, as long as it's on Forestry Commission land, both on and off the gravel tracks, and rightly so too. So is it too much to ask that the gravel paths in the New Forest are opened up fully to cyclists? I don't think it is, I think it'd be a good thing. Not only would this mean that cyclists can travel around the New Forest in greater safety, because they're not having to go on roads, some of the roads are fine, but other roads can be quite busy, but it would also be a great incentive for family cycling, yes that family cycling phrase again, in the National Park, something that the New Forest National Park Authority are very keen to promote. But saying all this, at the end of the day, 
I don't think there is much anyone could or would do if, for example, you found yourself on a non-cycling path in the New Forest and were challenged, especially if the person challenging you was either sat on a horse or sat inside a truck. Anyway, I'm sure you get the idea. Now, one of the plans for the Cycle New Forest website in 2016 is to introduce a gravel bike style route that will take in much of the New Forest and will be made up of a mixture of roads and tracks. And you never know, we might even make this into an unofficial group ride slash day out, etc. Let us know what you think about that. It'd be good to do. Finally, I wanted to bring your attention to a fantastic new cycling initiative called the New Forest Bike Project. This is a community enterprise set up by someone called Lewis Bonney with the aim of getting more people onto bikes in and around the New Forest. The scheme works by engaging with people who want to have access to cycling through teaching them about bike maintenance, safe riding, and then giving the opportunity for them to earn a bike through them taking part in the project. The project is really about making it easier for people in our community to get out and about in the New Forest on two wheels. It's a great idea and I think it's well worth your support. I'd encourage you to read about the project, checking the links below the podcast, but there is definitely a need for bikes and parts because that's what the project relies on. So if you have an old or perhaps it's just unused bike that you're happy to donate to the project, then please get in touch with Lewis. There's also a need for bike parts that can be used by the team on the project to repair and restore bikes that they are currently working on. So they need parts as well, you see. And also spread the word. Tell your friends and family about the project, not only for those you know who have the N plus one too many bikes, but also for those who you think will benefit from the project by taking part. So that's it for this episode. Please let me know your thoughts in the comments section below, or you can find us on Twitter at Cycle New Forest. It would be great to hear from you. And if you've got a cycling event or project that you'd like to get the word out about, then just drop me a line. I'd be really happy to help. In the meantime, get ready for spring and ride safe. Thank you.